Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. No way. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You ain't full retard, man. I'm your huckleberry. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Hit the lights. It's boner time. Hey, where are the white women at? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> what is your major malfunction, numbnuts? You have smoked yourself retarded. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters, the roundtable with no agenda, no game plan. We're just going to see where this conversation goes. Tonight, we are joined by Chaz from Chaz of the Dead. How's it going, my man? Awesome. Glad to be here. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Master debater, and I'm ready to master debate all over everyone. <laughs> yes. I'll be wearing my mask then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Davey from Red Pill Cartel. How's it going, brother? Oh, fantastic, man. I'm on <clears throat> two-week vacation right now, so just trying to do a lot of uh, work with the podcast. I got a bunch of guests lined up, so it's all good nice yeah man you live in that liberal lifestyle for a little bit huh that's it off love it i need it nice and ryan from dangerous world what's up buddy same old stuff man i am uh excited as always dude every monday i look so much forward to this yeah and 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 poor chaz you know he, he joins us for the first time and back before we get going here we're talking about enemas and colonoscopies and all sorts of shit and it's like oh man this is not how we want to start this just four know, dudes talking good. about buttholes you know yeah. that's it well at Guys least there's buttholes. no debate there we're, we're all in uh, agreement it's a healthy procedure and we're we're proud of you ryan <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And you're very inspiring, man. I try to inspire uh, confidence when it comes to assholes, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I speak with the best of them. (laughs) Uh, So I don't have much uh, that I, you know, I don't really have any game plan when we come here. But the the one thing I want to talk about, because it's everywhere right now, but it's nowhere at the same time, is this trucker thing in Canada yeah because this is you know it's all over social media it's everywhere you're seeing you know two sides of this this is the the you know the next revolution and then you're seeing this is a giant psyop you're seeing you know they've got you know over seven million dollars raised now and you know they're saying yeah they could say they're saying they could stay there for two to four years like what's the catch you know, that's that's where I'm at with all this. There, there you know, I, like I said, my logo question, everything I, I something about the spidey senses here is not sitting right with this thing. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> it's funny because my dad used to be a trucker. Right. And my dad's like, you know, on the fence about, you know, which side to lean on. You know what I mean? 
And but since this whole trucker thing, he kind of woke up a lot. He started talking to people and seeing even to our family members, like on the phone. And I've been sitting here listening to him on the phone. I'm like, holy shit, he's actually kind of knows what's up now. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I got other people like one of my brothers who's just like, I want to go down there and beat the shit out of these stupid truckers. And I'm like, okay, I guess I know what side you're on. You know what I mean? It just, it's, it's just like a division play. I think, you know, it's like a huge, it's part of this whole divide and conquer thing. They want to know who to go after and who not to like, uh, we had, uh, Trudeau today, uh, make a speech about it. I don't know if you guys heard. No. Well, he was basically like saying he's not budging. He's not going to do anything. He's like, the vast majority of Canadians are, they want to, they know that the only way out of this is to get vaccinated. And I'm just like sitting here listening to him. Like, you're such a fucking dick. And then he's talking about how like these people brought like Nazi flags and like Confederation flags. And I'm like, yeah, it was probably, probably about like five or 10 people, which oh. you guys probably hired to get. get and Davey, there. they were feds. They were yeah, exactly. I saw two videos of that where one guy was carrying like a Confederate flag and another yeah. guy was carrying a Nazi flag. The guy that was yeah. carrying the Confederate flag got called out by called all out. the people yeah. around him and they ran him out of the place. And that's all Turdo could focus on was those two fucking people. Well, and, and that's what the said news everybody's hate. hate news is out. doing it too, right? The news is saying, oh, they're desecrating statues and, and you know. They're Complete doing all this bullshit. Shit. Now, mind you, what they what they did to the statue was they draped it in a Canadian flag and they put a sign in its hands. Yeah. And, you know, and it's I think it's was it Brian Fox is the guy's name. He was like a, a runner or something like that. Oh, Terry Fox. Yeah. Terry Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the uh, statue. And they were basically just embellishing them. They weren't uh, desecrating them at all. No, and, but that's the thing. But in the news, they're, they're talking about all this with no evidence, right? Mm-hmm. They're just throwing it out that, that there's violence. There's, there's uh, you know, not looting, but, uh, you know, destroying a property and, and such. Yet, 2020, they're I- literally cities are on fire behind them and it's a peaceful protest. Right. Well, I think it's um, very uh, reminiscent of, you know, besides some of the political leanings, but it's very reminiscent of the Occupy Wall Street kind of movement when they all started camping out there. And you definitely had these bad actors who came from some shady backgrounds trying to make asses out of the the movement and the the exact same kind of, uh, you know, destroying property and vandalizing these historical historic wall street because you know you got to save all those banking <laughs> cartels god, right. god forbid uh, and it's it's yeah it's uh kind of bizarre i think anytime you have one of these movements that starts as a real grassroots you know folk movement no matter the leaning politically you'll have this government intervention well they'll they'll come in and they'll they'll start fucking with it however they can because it's it no matter what it 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 fucks with the bottom line yeah you Uh, can't have a grassroots movement anymore because once you get to a certain point it's going to get infiltrated one way or the other by uh, you know some sort of agency 
Well, it usually starts out corporate, you know, it's people getting sponsorships and shit like that without realizing that those corporations are beholden to the same politicians that they're fighting against. And, you know, they, again, it's, I think that focusing on the, the dividing aspect of painting these groups, anytime one of these movements starts up painting them as, you know, whatever, oh, it's just a radical insert political group you know, faction. And that's, it's just that's those all, guys going crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> all that Trudeau focused on was like those two fucking people. And well, the kind whole of mob, the whole movement was a bunch of angry, hateful Canadians and racist. Yeah, dude. It's funny to me that they that they brought in the Confederate flag. You know what I mean? Because that's like a United States thing. But then if you do look into it a little more, like, you know, Canada was on the side of the Confederacy during the Civil War. So like, but no one's going to know that on a surface level, it's like it's a United States thing. So it's kind of a weird. Well, it's yeah, weird and it was a Confederate flag with a giant truck in the middle of it. Right. Like, you know, like it was <laughs> to be fair. I, I'm from Florida and I have seen that exact flag flown unironically. So <laughs> <laughs> It does happen. I want to. I want to clarify that. That's funny, Jen. I mean, it makes sense, dude. There's all kinds. I'm sure there's Nazi truck drivers out there too. But, but here's the thing, okay? Now, what's the deal with it, though? It seems like if this thing goes on for a long time, you're going to run into to supply chain issues. You're going to run into, you know, economic issues. Yeah, this could really screw things well, up. They they said the same thing again to harken back to Occupy Wall Street. They said the same thing that this was going to disrupt the flow of, you know, whatever. And it it didn't really. I I think they you find that the laws in place already prevent effect uh, effectful protesting. You're already they're already going to be you know however many feet from government buildings and things like that and you know they'll find people to drive trucks or they'll put in automatic truck driving they'll railroad it through and get robots on the streets even faster because that's that's coming at the end of our in within our lifetime we're going to see that well and that's that's one of the theories you hear Chaz, is that this is kind of a play to lure these guys in and and get them in there and then create this shortage and then they sweep in with these autonomous trucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to use the robots because of the labor short. Oh, we didn't want to. Exactly. Yeah. You forced yeah. our hand, so we're going to pull out the robots. And that's, you know, the beginning of the automation generation. Yeah. Uh, I, definitely, the worst <clears throat> I, definitely I saw think this that's down the pipeline. I saw this one guy on TikTok and he was talking about how um, he rallied a bunch of people together on Reddit and this uh, they crashed the stock market or they they um, pretty much like, remember that whole GameStop thing? Yeah. Yeah, he said, um, we can do it to you too, media, uh, MSM, you know? We just pull all your stocks and pull all our stocks and you're fucked. If you don't, he was basically threatening them saying, if you don't tell the truth about what's going on, we're going to pull our stocks and you guys are fucked. Where was he like four years ago? Yeah, right. No, I mean, what the, how, how much longer do you want to wait, man? That's such a good yeah, point. Dude. Yeah. 
That's funny, dude. I don't know, man. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I like the flag of Ottawa, too. That was an interesting little uh, thing that that uh, somebody sent me. It's like a big old 666, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, obviously. Like finger, as soon yeah, as I like saw it. finger sign. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, but I don't know, man. That, that was cool. And then did you see that thing? I think Ghost posted it where, uh, you know, it was that whole theory about Bitcoin, why it's crashing. And it was that that uh, Russia was pulling out the money to go to war. But that's, that's... exactly what I was going to bring up. I, I actually think um, there's a lot of credence to that. Oh, I don't think there is at all. But I, I'd be interested to hear what you have, because I was actually seeing right now that uh, actually speaking of ghosts, he sent me this article, too, where Ukraine was just before all this shit trying to become the cryptocurrency nation of the world, like yeah. not just you know, Europe, but, you know, the main hub of cryptocurrency. Um, so, I mean, with Russia kind of, you know, pushing them around a little bit, why wouldn't they want to just fuck over cryptocurrency? You know what I mean? Just just because Ukraine is, is super pro uh, crypto. But what were your thoughts on it, Chaz? Well, it actually, the, the strategic move there actually dates back a little um, back to the 80s. Margaret Thatcher and the Bushes were playing this same con on civilians within the stock market and with these, you know, private individuals and basically coming to them and saying, Hey, I'm the MI6. You want to be in the MI6? Give us a bunch of money and we're going to go like bargain with some hostages in Yemen or trade some weapons in Iran. And we have these known examples by Iran Contra of, of this happening where the private individuals and or taxpayers in many cases were funding these kind of uh, operations. Now, Russia is it's a big geographical country, but as far as population and, you know, GDP, not really. They're smaller than California. Florida makes more money than them each year. You know, we produce more products than them each year. They're not really that big of a... Uh, you know, a competitor. Which are you talking about Russia? Of, yeah, Russia, right. Which kind of begs the question of why are they being so bolsterous and bold? And, you know, we do have kind of a lame duck president right now. There's a couple reasons that that could be. But if they do have this this back pocket, you know, scam where they're, they've tricked the free market into funding these war machines and they there is an unusual, they've always been involved in Bitcoin um, of course, Bitcoin's origins had to do with smuggling and selling drugs on the Internet and stuff. So they've been there from the get, as well as probably most intelligence agencies. But if they do have this stockpile, some people have estimated it to be quite the stockpile, and they do cash out. They just buy a bunch of weapons and things from China or whoever um, using these Bitcoin wallets that, again, were controlled online through some pretty shady websites and sources, they very well could, one, crash that whole crypto market while uh, basically buying the guns for free because they buy it with these super valuable Bitcoins that are current. But once the Bitcoins are all gone, they're not really worth anything and the, the, the market crashes. So they get a bunch of guns for free. And again, this was the same con that these Middle Eastern countries were pulling on intelligence agencies. They were, you know, being like, all right, we'll trade some hostages and you give us some guns and we'll give you some secrets on these guys. And, 
it, it was all the precursor to to what happened in the Middle East, what we currently see as the Middle East, this kind of civil war strewn wasteland. And if Russia is, is pulling a plot like that, then they're very well could see Eastern Europe um, turning into a, a similar situation. That is if NATO allies are willing to call them on it. Now, is so, any, you know, do, I, you re- do you really think anything's happening over there right now, Chaz? Because I really feel like it's business as usual over there and our media is just nitpicking at certain things and and making more of it like this whole uh troop build up it's well it's no closer to the border than they've ever been before yeah right only technically though because the northern ukraine has been at civil war quote-unquote civil war for the last six years they've been active fighting like their cities you just can't go to and Syria type battleground. And I've always found it interesting that that narrative has always kind of been hushed in our media. It's kind of the, the one we don't want to look at and don't acknowledge because, because of the larger implications. And because we've seen Russia already annex Crimea, they just took it and there was no repercussions. And we've seen from- some politicians get some money out of there also. Oh, oh, of course. Anytime these these civil wars occur, um, it's always what happens. It's money and guns are funneled to these radical groups, militias and these things that the um, UN actually got in a bunch of trouble for one of the groups they were supporting. Um, actually, specifically, the U.S. was giving guns to these ne- this neo-Nazi group in northern Ukraine, but they were fighting against the Russians. So we were like, all right, well, you know, yeah, there's, they got some swastikas <coughs> and stuff, but we're yeah. willing to overlook that as long as they kill some Ruskies. <laughs> and so, and it's vice versa. That's what Russia's been doing. The, um, a couple of years ago, that passenger plane was shot down over the Ukraine. And that was, again, done by Ukrainian rebels. But it was done with Russian artillery. It was done with Russian automatic tracking rifles. And all of these weapons that these rebels are using are directly from Russia. Um, And there's been instances of Russian soldiers, not in uniform, but Russian soldiers being captured in the Ukraine, you know, on weird missions late at night and shit. So I, I definitely think with the ease they captured Crimea, they're definitely just looking to take another big chunk um, and see what we do. And it looks like we're going to sanction them. <laughs> and so they'll wait for another 10 years and then they'll take another chunk. Yeah. Um, that or it, it turns on into a boots on the ground military conflict, um, which would be bad. <laughs> bad which, for everyone involved. Yeah. And yeah. you're not going to yeah. see many of those anymore. I don't think, you know, and Ryan, like we were reading about in, in, in that document, you know, I, I don't see large troop wars really in the future. I, I think yeah. it's going to be more cyber attacks and infrastructure yeah. attacks. And well, I, I think that's mainly, I, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's already kind of near the new wave of warfare. If you look at what happened to the Haitian president who recently got assassinated, he was killed by a hit squad who was half Colombian, half Dominican, and they planned the attack in the Dominican, but they were hired by a contracting firm from Miami. And like the 
the paper trail is so thick and the bureaucracy behind that assassination, it's just impossible to understand who's behind it. And that's already how these, how governments and how criminal organizations operate. I mean, the cartels are doing the same shit in Mexico where they'll, you know, they'll pay people in the U.S. government to kill you if they have to. These kind of black market systems are, they're all intertwined and they're, you know, it's not the black market of the early 1900s with Tommy guns and the gangsters and the fat cigars. The black market is these intelligence agencies and these governments and these characters like Jeffrey Epstein and the drug cartels and the people cartels and they're all, you know, making a bag of money while fighting all of their various ideological uh, and and and, and all of those chaz all of those are tied in with the military industrial complex absolutely mm-hmm. you know absolutely. and that's that's where you know where you're gonna where you're gonna find that red thread go to the end it's always gonna end with that military industrial complex well did i was gonna say i really agree with what you're getting at matt as far as like you know this is nothing terribly new um, there are definitely some weird things, though, because of who is president, you know, Hunter's dealings with Burisma in the Ukraine, you know, partnered up with Kerry's uh, uh, son-in-law, John Kerry's son-in-law. Right. Um, there's a great book that I actually want to look into and, and uh, learn more about the author. Um, I forget what it's called. But, yeah, dude, there I listen to a different podcast and it's really military focused. It's like comedy and military. It's a great show called Drinking Bros. I've mentioned it before. And they, he was mentioning, dude, there's in revelation, like in, in rotation, there's three different, I think it's three different, some military guy's going to be like, you fucking idiot. It's seven or some shit. You know what I mean? But it's, I think it was three, um, uh, fuck airborne, uh, brigades or, or whatever the fuck. And they go in rotation in 18 hour shifts. And at any time, one of those three is ready to go. And that's all that happened was like, instead of them being like, hey, you're ready to go. They're doing like a step further than that. They're saying, OK, you're ready to go. Shit's a little weird. Make sure that you're absolutely ready to go instead of being like, you ready? You know what I mean? They're actually like ready, ready. So that's the only difference, dude. It's it's pretty much the same. And the the fact that it is so hyped up, it is kind of like, dude, what the fuck, man? And then the, Zelensky, the, the president of Ukraine. Is straight up telling Biden, like, dude, you're blowing this out of proportion. You're going to really like if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to fuck us. You know what I mean? So there's got to be something so much deeper than we even understand going on with this, because it on the surface, it's one of those things where it's like a zero or a one. You see it from one side or the other. But the real answer is somewhere in the middle there. Like what's going to happen? It's like it's it's a big banker battle. You know, that's what I see as there's something behind the scenes that these bankers are fighting over related to Ukraine. Well, I, I think there's the the uh, elephant in the room everyone overlooks, especially when discussing it in the media, because there's the threat of blacklist is the the main actor in any of these conflicts that are about to potentially break out is not Russia. It's not North Korea, it's China. It's their neighbor. And that's that's kind of, I think what we're seeing here is a transition from Russia being, you know, its own independent entity to being another North Korea, where it's, uh, 
North Korea. It's very much like a pit bull on a leash where their dude's crazy and he'll do anything. And that's good, but he's still tethered to that leash and, and the, the people's parties holding that leash. And, you know, if they actually. So who do you, who do you think leash, holds the leash, Chaz? Oh, well, no, I think it's it's the People's Party. I think they've set up a, a Hitler-esque government. Because I've, um, I've heard a lot about the CIA being tied to North Korea as well, and, and that being essentially a pseudo-CIA-run state. Well, where... if, if they're doing their jobs, they should be very much tied to North Korea, right? They should be deep in there. <laughs> they, should yeah. be balls. they should be ready to assassinate the, the entire government at a moment's notice. If they were actually doing their job. Well, and that plays into the theatrics of the whole thing with Trump and Kim Jong-un, right? I mean, like, he's going over there. The CIA hates Trump, supposedly. And then Trump's going in there and trying to make friends with the, the quote-unquote leader of this rogue country. I mean, it's, it, dude, it, there's so much shit. It, it's really difficult to try and break those things down. But that's what's kind of fun about it is you're not really wrong unless nuclear war happened you know what i mean then we got other problems to to worry about you know so it's fun to theorize about these things that's the the same kind of i mean that's why everyone's not sure if it's going to happen is that nuclear trigger um but it seems like over the last few decades people have countries have pretty much doubled down on conventional warfare and they're not that silent bond is still there um to see it broken, I would watch India. I think in uh, what's his face in charge of India is the most likely to pull that trigger, um, especially uh, with the conflicts they've had on their border with China. A few years ago, there was a battle in the mountains, like the Himalayas, and it was fought with, with sticks and rocks because there's an armistice where no one, no Indian uh, soldiers or Chinese soldiers are allowed to have guns on the border or so Pakistani they, on the other side. Yeah. Right. So they beat each other. Well, actually I think the Pakistani India, they're still shooting at each other. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah, no, I was just saying Pakistan's on And that's the thing with India. They're fighting the two front there too. They got uh, Pakistan on one side and China on the other. Very active border conflicts. And yeah, they were, there was a, a physical like fight with sticks and rocks, old school medieval style where several Indian soldiers were killed. The Indians said they killed like a hundred Chinese soldiers. China said no soldiers died on their side. So who knows? Um, <laughs> but mm. it was this very real conflict where, where people died. And India, they're, they're a boiling platter. They're in the opposite situation as Russia, but both situations kind of lead to war. India's in the the one where um, they've got a lot of young men and not a lot of women. (laughs) And throughout history, that sounds like a simple thing, but throughout history, if you look at that statistic, it's usually a pretty good indication that a country's about to go to war. Even if you look at chimpanzees, that's usually why they go to war. because <laughs> there's not <laughs> enough mating partners and it just leads to this spike in testosterone in the group. And Oh, yeah, the aggression's got to go somewhere. So, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. It could, and, and if you're going to if there isn't enough, you're going to go find a land where you can go conquer and then go spread your seed elsewhere. Or if it goes on long enough, it ends up like how China, you know, China had the uh, the one baby law, right? You were supposed it was a bunch of men, 
And then, I mean, China, dude, China is not as strong no. as we think they are. They have a lot of problems right now because of those policies, because there were so many men, there wasn't enough women to, to breed, so to speak. You know what I mean? So it was just, it's a weird deal, dude. It's very, very interesting. And there's, it's funny that you bring up India chess. Cause there's a lot of memes going on about India right now. And a lot of them are kind of jokey, but you know, there's, there's some shit coming out of India, dude. Well, well and you notice a lot like of the CEOs, the CEOs, of companies are now are Indian. Mm-hmm. A, a yeah. lot, you know, or I, Middle Eastern of some kind. Yeah. Cause that's South, South Asia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they all kind of are, are in that area though. You're There's right. a lot so, of uh, <clears throat> most of the, uh, the the tele tele scammers up here are from India and they're in India and they call here. They try mm-hmm. to scam you. And the latest one is that they're fucking trying to give you money to get a vaccine. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I just heard about that today. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Jeez. That's yeah. so what the fuck's in it for you to get a vaccine and get get a. Fa- oh, I mean, that's just the, the worst. The, the well, they won't they won't give that- you one. They just the, want your the money. The trick there is that they give you money and then they say they accidentally gave you too much and they try to trick you into like giving them money back. It only works um, on old people. Um, yeah. But it is it is very malicious. There's some great, um, if you're interested in the subject, check out Kit Boga. Um, totally wholesome dude. He does it for a living. He like uses a voice modulator and calls these scam companies as an old person and tries to keep them on on the phone as long as he can. I love that shit. Like 36 hours. He had this one dude on for (laughs) like that. And yeah, no, it's great. And um, yeah, it's, you know, it's not malicious at all. He's just, you know, playing a light prank and good shit. It's wholesome. It's a good way to start my day. I like to watch him prank. <laughs> I saw something like skin. that. I saw something like that too, but he was actually able to like uh, trace where the call was coming from and call them out on it. And they're like fucking panicking. The manager comes over. He's like, oh, fuck, fuck, uh, so, fuck. You know? <laughs> so that's why I put the caveat on it because some dudes get malicious with it. Like there's this yeah. famous case where they tricked this dude into like buying a plane ticket and flying to like a country in Africa, spent his life savings, the scammer and like tricked him and to thinking he was going into like a situation where he'd be rich or have a good job or some shit like that. And yeah, who knows what the fuck happened to him because he's broke and just flew to a random country in Africa. So the that's a little did. fucked up. The scammer <laughs> but, flew to Africa? Yes. Oh, fuck him. Yeah, fuck, fuck him. him, dude. They deserve that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah well Fuck. so that's you know for the wild thing about a lot of the scam calls it's like an office job you know like yeah, yeah. 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 You're they're like, in an office uh, some, and they have a like, manager mm-hmm. <laughs> young dudes who can like fucking criminal can, uh organized crime okay. office yeah well that's most corporations are these days well that's uh, true too but in the what I was saying about Russia, it's kind of the inverse to what India's at. And so it's kind of a gamble for them to invade this territory, but they're also kind of in a situation where they had a lot of people die, they, their economy's a little trash, and you know, they can't manage the, the swaths of land they have. I mean, Siberia is filled with resources, but it's you know, expensive to get them out. And so it's either trying to do that with, you know, a, a angry population and 
shit like that, or just take some shit that already works. <laughs> and it seems like they're they're doubling down on it. And um, I always call it Civ moves because I'm a big fan of the Civilization games, Civ mm-hmm. Five. And there's always this thing you do if you you put your army at a border, the like World Congress or countries will like call you out and be like, hey, you got a lot of units by your your border there. Are you gonna invade? And you can be honest and like save some clout with the World Congress. And they're like, oh, at least he was honest about the invasion. Or you can lie. And that's one of the most unrealistic aspects about the game because who the fuck would be honest? <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> no way back into the, the ancient history. Pick up Sun Tzu's Art of War. And there's a whole section about sneak attacks. It's a whole, it's, you know, it's a a plain and obvious kind of move. And I think, um, I think it was heading this way uh, no matter what. I think um, this is one of the most ironic things I think of this, this decade um, because uh, I don't think Trump would have called Putin either. I think, Putin could have taken annex the Ukraine under Trump. I know Joe Biden won't. The dude can't even, you know, eat a bowl of cereal. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's he's the le- later year Reagan. He's totally well, shitting his pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's horrible, man. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It does. It really sucks. And then the idea that there's like a lot of of credible theories that Kamala Harris is going to be appointed as the Supreme Court justice. Because instead of just I trying to, about that. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see, dude, because like they're trying to appoint because I mean, dude, she's got one of the I think she has the lowest vice presidential uh, approval yeah, rating of all time. Sure. Yeah. She's even low. lower than Dick Cheney. Think about that. I mean, well, he shot somebody. Yeah. Speaking of low <laughs> on approval ratings, I think the only person who would have actually called Putin would have been Hillary Clinton. She would have we would have been at war already if she was mm-hmm. president. And I think that, again, horrible woman, horrible person wouldn't want her president as at any of these kind of uh, situations. But I think she represented the same thing. If it was Jeb Bush, maybe we, we would probably be at war, too. Is it, that I, why is that why she's maybe making a comeback in 2024? To get I, I would, up again, I would not be surprised. I, I think you're going to see a push and you'll see it from the Republicans, too. You're going to see a push for war candidates, I think, in this next election. And uh, look at how it's going. Whoever the Republicans will pick are, are, is probably going to be the guy. Um, so I think no matter what, we're, we're churning towards this. If if Putin doesn't jump the, the next person in office will, you know, they'll be like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll make some money. I'll buy some guns. Who wants to finance my campaign? And like you said, it's that military industrial complex. We've been in this cycle um, since post Bush where the military industrial complex has been chugging along in the black market, black projects, how they always have, you know, UFOs and all that potentially in that conversation as well. But the direct funding where they're like, we're going to pick a president that hasn't happened yet. You know, and the corporate corporate entities, these monopolies kind of pick presidents, like some corporations pick Super Bowls. Uh, and you saw Barack Obama was backed by insurance companies. That's what Obamacare was about. It was about paying 
the guys who paid him to get him to office. Joe Biden's clearly backed by Big Pharma. You know, whatever your thoughts about the vaccine aside, the campaign money doesn't lie. He's got a bunch of money from these fucking companies that are now making this vaccine exclusively and charging the government a shit ton of money for it. (laughs) He just banned monoclonal antibodies, too. Right. So, I mean, like that's that's definitely going to play into the pocketbook of of Big Pharma. So donated and donated seven billion to ARPA for uh, investment in healthcare and climate. Exactly. You guys. uh, Sorry, go ahead, Chaz. Oh, it's, it's, it's simple money. You know, it's just follow where the money is coming from and that's what they're going to do. And that's been consistent. And it definitely is the, the way the atmosphere is um, and not just the United States, I think globally right now is it's shifting back to the, the military industrial complex is going back into the media game. They're starting to prepare people and get them ready for a next little, little event. Um, I think the risks are bigger than ever because now we're, we're talking, we're not talking, you know, Afghanistan and chemical weapons. We're talking nukes. And And Ryan, that gets into the CNN syndrome. We were talking about on that those NASA episodes, right? That, that war fatigue and, and, you know, people there's, I don't know too many people nowadays that really want to see a war. You know, I, I, there was that, you know, there was that feeling post nine 11 that somebody had to pay, you know, and, and, you know, the, the blood was boiling. So we had to put, so we had to go to war, but now I, I think they tried it um, a couple times with Trump and it just never, it never, nobody bit, everybody pushed back. Um you know, you, you saw that assassination of uh, what was it, Soleimani? Yeah. You know, that was one. I think that they were trying to start something with Iran there, and that failed because nobody wanted to take part. And I think I, I really don't know if people have the stomach for it anymore. Well, that's what's so scary about Biden being there is that he's not—he's clearly not in charge. So whoever these military. I mean, yeah, obviously, like Chaz said, you know, there's a lot of big pharma funding behind them, but there's got to be some military industrial complex funding too, like considerable amounts of it. Right. And if they want to go to war, man, they'll probably fucking go to war and he'll just say, yeah, whatever, man, let's go. You know what I mean? I'll just do whatever. So come on, man, just go away to man. <laughs> and again, it's been, uh, especially for the United States, the way that's way robotics and things are going and how we've been conducting our wars in the last few you know, decades, we don't really need that many personnel. We kind of just park an aircraft carrier, fly some drones and say, good, good luck to you people on the ground. <laughs> we'll yeah, well, let's, some packages let's face some it. Guns. Now everything's fucking biological. Right. And yeah. well, that's right? the whole new aspect that who knows how that's going to go when, when this conflict starts. Have you guys, I was going to say this yeah. earlier before I cut Fingers you off, crossed. Chaz, but, uh, have you guys heard of Moderna, like doing uh, stage one trials for uh, HIV vaccine? No, but I just saw they got a they got a COVID vaccine cleared by the FDA today. Yeah, but they're they're doing like this HIV vaccine thing now. Well, why do you? Why I do wonder you think, why. Why do you think that is, Davey? It, it would have nothing to do with the vaccines ruining your immune system, would exactly. it? Exactly. Damn. Yeah, dude. Take the gold pill posted the video about that. I was like, holy fuck, here we go. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to start seeing it. I mean, you saw it already with uh, Pfizer. 
and buying up that the 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 heart the blood thinner for yep. all the heart yep. attacks they bought yep. out that company and and that's what you're gonna see you're gonna see all these they they, they know what's gonna happen you know they're just not that's, sure how bad it is because and that's they, exactly what i'm saying it's not it's not about boots on the ground war anymore it's fucking biological everywhere now and it's a lot of psychological man Oh, uh, definitely inf- psychological. informational war. That's the big war right now is the battle for the brain. And we've seen it for the last two years. And it's not a hard war to win with some of these people. They are they are <laughs> brainwashed and indoctrinated to a T and you are not breaking their their will. And that could be exactly why this whole thing is being so blown up with Ukraine, because, you know, it was Taiwan right before this. Right. Yep. And now it's well, Ukraine. It'll probably I'm, be I'm actually of the, the personal belief. That it's and especially um, I work with with um, some people on that side of the globe. One of my other jobs. If you're following the news cycle over there, Taiwan's very much like, "Hey guys, we're still dealing with this. Why have you forgotten us?" That's and the it's thing. Because I think we've picked our battle. We don't want to fight China directly. We'd rather fight them via Russia. We'd rather yeah. pick that fight. Yeah, well, yeah, sorry, to be clear, I wasn't saying that it's not done with. I'm just saying that's what the media is focusing on. It was all zoomed in on Taiwan. Now it's Ukraine. And then I'm of the personal opinion that the annexations will happen the same day. I think Russian boots will be in northern Ukraine and Chinese battleships will dock in in Taiwan. Makes sense. Same day. Uh, So that we can do shit. If you're playing Civ, that's how I'd do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, because what are you what are you gonna do? Play. You're not going on two fronts, right? That's for you're sure. Have to, at the very least, pick one. Yeah, and what are you gonna? Yeah, you're gonna send NATO then into Ukraine, and then you're gonna have to take U.S. troops into China or Taiwan. You know, that's that's a that's not a task anybody wants, and I don't uh, think you're getting I, approval that, for that. I think that second option is is fiction. I think we'll just pretend like that didn't happen. We'll we'll just focus on the Ukrainian front. And not just the Ukraine, all of that, that Russian border um, with uh, uh, not Lithuania. What was the other one where they just they're protesting their dictator? He's been in charge for however many years. He's backed by Putin. Um, oh, I'm blowing sure. What was that? Not Kazakhstan. That just blew up. That no, was no, a no, weird one, too. North of Ukraine. Uh, Bul- Belarus. Belarus. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Belarus. I think you'll, I mean, that's in its own way already under Russian occupation, that that guy is, the, their military is currently backed by Russia. The, they're technically sanctioned all the way around through the rest of Europe, but they're, you know, persisting. Um, and again, China <coughs> yesterday that they're not going to go along with the sanctions. Um, yeah. with- and how funny was it that, that whole thing happened after that explosion there. That was in Beirut, right? No, it's Belarus. Was, yeah, that was Beirut. That was. Oh, that was Beirut. Okay, sorry. No, no, you're you're good. Just that down. was weird. <laughs> I, that's still a weird explosion. That's a weird scenario. Yeah, that was pretty fucking that wild, time. man. Those uh, that's some James Bond shit. I don't know what what was going on. But yeah, yeah. We're not I'm getting the full dude. story. Well, it's the same with the fucking AT&T blowing up on uh, on Christmas Day. What the hell was that? I mean, there's some weird things that have been going on. Just these like little black swan events, it seems. You know what I mean? They just disappear, Ryan. Yeah. 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 Well, and then 
I, one, I was going to say one thing about Taiwan. Like it is such poor strategic positioning on our part for generations, just doing business and having the, the relationship with Taiwan that we do, I think, because dude, it looks like you can throw a fucking rock from China and hit Taiwan. You know what I mean? Like it's its yeah. own little Island, I but disagree. it is what that's, I, I think that's a good sim move. You don't want, you don't want it any fucking closer than Hawaii. Hawaii's already way too damn close. We learned that from World War II. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying like it's it's bad that we get all of our microchips and like all of our semiconductors from Taiwan that is so close to one of our arch nemesis. That's what I'm saying. It's it's horrible positioning. Like why not go with through like Brazil, Argentina, you know, one of these places that has a lot of 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 technology and a lot of, you know, cheap labor if that's what they're really looking for, which let's face it it is, you know. It's yeah, just Yeah, but it's, I I think the scale is is not quite understood because even in Brazil, you have, you know, 500, 600 million people. That's still a fraction of what China has, you know, when you put it, it's 50%, not even. But what and, is it that compared to Taiwan? Because that's where we get our chips from. We don't get them from China. We get them from Taiwan. But it's the same manufacturing processes, same technology. It's, it's a different um access to to minerals again north korea is is the source of much of the raw materials that china gets for their um minerals we use japan and places in korea south korea south korea um so it's kind of this whole ecosystem that's been set up there and economically you know it made sense for them because how do you remain relevant without having a military because Japan wasn't allowed to up until recently have a military. Now all of a sudden we're like, yes, Japan, go ahead, get some ships and get some planes and helicopters. You might want to get some more of them actually. Well, sure. It's great planning for them, but I, maybe I left this out. It's just horrible planning for us, for the United States. It's horrible to rely on Taiwan. In my opinion, I just stick with that. You know what I mean? But, um, and and we could we could be propping up Brazil a little more. Um, they they control a lot of the food and a decent amount of farmland, but not as much as China. Yeah, you know what South I mean? America. It, they love to hold South America down for some reason. That's, yeah, it's weird. That's a nation they do not want to prop up at all. So fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I, it's because Hitler uh, moved down there. If <laughs> <laughs> you picked up a copy of my book, I have a whole chapter about. Uh, Nazis in South America. It's definitely, it's most of the countries down there are in various forms of the same political situation Taiwan is in, where it's flip-flopping. And it's been that way since the Cold War. And it really didn't have to be that way. Um, You know, like our, our definition of communist has really lightened up. We definitely, the CIA definitely had some people killed, um, Andalay in Chile, who at the time he was a communist, but like nowadays he's like, you know, not really any different than any European leader. <laughs> you know? like a centrist he was, now. Yeah, he was a yeah. regular dude. But because he, you know, had some relationships with the Soviets and things, they they often and they put in a, a fascist dictator. Um, it's it's kind of the uh, same reason the Middle East is so fucked up is because the foreign interests, the foreign actors, um, 
Well, and you can thank England for that, for, you know, by putting those stupid borders up, that just, yeah. that, that just, it was instant war. Mm. Definitely. But in, in situations like Afghanistan and Iraq, one of the huge things the U.S. soldiers did almost immediately was capture the poppy fields. And they captured them, but they didn't shut them down. And there was an increase in black tar heroin in Russia <laughs> and in China. And this, this kind of huge increase in, in drug smuggling, the same thing the CIA did to us in the 80s. Well, <laughs> like it's when we had the epidemic here, too, right? That's when mm-hmm. the Oxycontin era took off, is as soon as we so, took over those poppy fields. The, the fentanyl is actually an interesting thing. You can trace back most of the fentanyl. Well, most of it comes from Mexico. But from Mexico, it comes from Chinese pharmaceutical companies. And ever since the legalization of marijuana in most of the states, you know, now no one has to deal with the cartels because you can just drive it across state lines. It's cheaper and it's safer in many, or it's safer in all instances, and it's cheaper in many instances. Safe and effective. Um, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so um, the Mexican cartels to kind of cut that loss have really turned into, you know, off-brand illegal opioids, taking advantage of the, the other uh, plague that Big Pharma has created, you know, independently of their own that we've all conveniently forgotten about. Um, well, yeah, and it was kind of ironic how, you know, we we basically leave Afghanistan and, and leave the poppy fields behind just in time for the big pharma vaccine push, you know, so they, they weren't going to miss out on an opportunity to make money. It was just going from opioids to a vaccine. Well, yeah, that, that's something I noticed in in politics in general, in the mainstream politics is if you follow one side or the other, you're automatically a hypocrite, um, especially with current issues. Because a few years ago, you know, every liberal was talking about how evil these pharmaceutical companies are. And they are. They're flooding communities with these drugs. I mean, Florida in particular, I've known people who, who have overdosed on these, these pills. And a lot of them, obtained them legally from prescriptions you know there was they found a small town in florida i believe had six hundred thousand doses of oxycontin for a population of 200 you know in their their local fucking cbs well there was like a highway there where you you know people would doctor hop and they uh would bounce from one clinic to the next and just you know get as many prescriptions Uh as they could and now, thankfully, the doctor hopping is mostly to get you those sweet, sweet medical cards. <laughs> so well, the, the marijuana is being weaponized, I believe. I, I'm a big advocate, dude. I think that it's great. And I think that it should be something like everyone should be able to grow it and all that stuff. But these dispensaries, dude, like the cartels are got to be funding some of those. And then if you look into like, you know, Arizona, especially, I know for a fact, there's like 10 people that are allowed to own dispensaries here. You know what I mean? And they're all connected in some way. And then well, and then and then Ryan, it narrows down into who can grow, because I know up here, at least in order to just get your grow license, it's a million dollar entry fee. So that narrows down the field immediately as to who could be potential uh, investors or growers. Well, Well, and I'm go ahead, Jess. 
Uh, it's definitely been been kind of, uh, I know in the Florida example, um, they just, uh, at first, the only legal uh, smokable medicine was those shitty vape cartridge things. And that was because the tobacco companies, essentially, the smoke companies, already had that technology and they already had it set up in other counties and they could set up shop and sell those immediately they couldn't set up shop and sell bud immediately because the legality of transferring it across state lines is a federal crime you can't do it no matter what fucking you know company you are so for the first two three years your medical card only got you these shitty cartridges until they started growing bud and now you can buy flour and that's kind of the, the model legalization has, has taken. That's why Joe Biden, as, even though he claims to be a liberal, he won't legalize marijuana because the companies won't, won't allow it. They don't like that. They can't make their money. If you just legalized it, then Joe Bro with his fucking illegal weed farm could be the next Pablo Escobar. Well, legally. And, and and yeah, and Pfizer just invested something like five billion dollars into cannabis. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely big business, and it's it's unfortunate, uh, but that's just how business is done in America. If if people are going to make money on it, that's the, it's going to be the same people. They're not going to allow the every man into the the club, and that's just how our our system is set up um so you know support your small time drug dealer i guess <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And, and like what, what ryan's saying though you know you get to some of these 30 percent you know thc uh flowers and it's just and, and let alone you start getting into dabs and things like that and that's just it's not mind even, melting yeah it's not even the intended drug anymore it's 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 turned into well, it's weaponized. Well, everyone likes a little bit of different things. I don't know how many I've even gone through during this episode. So we're all, <laughs> you know, no, me, sure. Well, look, Chaz, Seth that's Rogen the thing. And Snoop Dogg really like those thirty percenters. Oh, Seth Rogen's <laughs> a fucking piece of shit, though. But um, one thing, and and I agree, some people actually do get some benefit from the thirty percent. So whether it's medical. Or whether it's just like like you, Chaz, like, you know, just enjoy fucking smoking strong weed. That's one thing. But I think when when that becomes like just uh, like George Soros, anything that dude touches, it, it's going to shit. He's big in a medical marijuana. Um, what makes you think the tobacco companies aren't getting involved at a massive level, you know, kind of transitioning? Because that was the old the old battle, right? You had tobacco versus hemp and and hemp was outlawed, you know, the, even though you had to grow hemp. That was the first law on hemp was that any farmer had to grow it. Right. And now, you know, the tobacco companies step in and they're like, no, dude, this shit's illegal because it's going to really step uh, paper on our companies too. There, there, there was sure. a, a collection yep. of, uh, yeah, that was Hearst entities there. Sure. Uh, but so my point though, is just that it, because you see the same thing with maps, I forget what maps stands for. It's the acronym for the psychedelic research facilities and f- psychedelics can do some great things for people, whether it's just entertainment value I actually think that those should be left more to like mind expansion and and things like uh, and I probably sound like an old an old piece of shit here. But I I try to just, you know, I was big into smoking weed 
and I felt like like I feel like I grew out of it personally. You know, it doesn't mean that that it's immature to smoke. You know, some people will say, like, if you're 30, you shouldn't be smoking weed anymore. I don't agree with that. I think that, you know, if you fucking like smoking weed and it helps you do it. But um, I personally grew out of it. I, I like alcohol, you know, which is much worse for you. So, I mean, it just depends, dude. It depends what what you're into. But I'm a crossfader. Hey, there you go. Well, anytime <laughs> there's a big push, you got to just be skeptical of that shit. Because, dude, weed has been flooding this country lately. And it is it is interesting, similar to how opium did in China. So, well, you know, um, through through consuming my works that I very much use psychedelics in yeah, the yeah. scientific realm. Um, and, you know, a lot of times people ask me, well, what do you think about, you know, legalizing it so you can buy it in shops and things like that? Because clearly some people have, you know, negative reactions to it and so on and so forth. And, you know, I, I have thought about that and I do think it should be used through research and scientific things. And but when I think about the the psychosis I see people in every day off of the prescription drugs and legal mm. drugs, the kind of crazy shit that goes on. Yeah, no, I don't think legalizing psychedelics could make anything any worse. <laughs> I think the yeah. what what people yeah. are getting in those orange bottles is is really monstrous. It's well, it's, and that's the thing: the drug dealers just wear lab coats. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the guys yeah. you got to worry about, man. Not the guys on the streets, because those drugs. You know, unless you're dealing with the heroines and the opioids, those drugs aren't going to kill you. You're not going to you're not going to die from a mushroom trip. You know, you're right. really un- unless you go crazy. Yeah, you're not gonna... Fuck. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think when you have those options available and there's less of a need for crack meth and the more yeah. extreme cheap alternatives, then, yeah, I think if people imagine, you know, people tripping balls and you know causing chaos and doing all kinds of shit then they haven't really experienced those substances That's yeah, not instead, really instead you put them on in, instead you put them on ssris and they go and shoot up schools and yeah. you know yeah, do crazy yeah. shit yeah. in the streets it's, you it's know, not I even necessarily think... honestly dude it's not even necessarily um getting on ssris is getting off of them when you get off of them you're fucked dude i i had like a crazy experience with that man like I got super fucking like feeling like a God where I was connected to everything and everybody uh, to getting off of it and super fucking depressed where I felt like I didn't know who the fuck I was anymore. Mm, that's interesting. It's crazy, man. That was what? about like 10 years ago, dude. And I bounced back from that shit, you know? Yeah. Well, that's good, dude. I mean, that, that not a lot of people can do that. So props to you for that. But I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, psychedelics will make it so that people want to go shoot up schools, even if they I don't think that you can really get addicted to those. No, um, you don't so even know what a fucking gun is. If you're on that shit. Yeah, you're yeah. going to go in with what the a fuck is this? My, my favorite. Yeah, you're going to go in <laughs> like this. My favorite is fucking from uh, what was it? Was it Harold and Kumar where the guy gets high and he's like, what am I doing right now? And he's got the pistol and he just blows his fucking brains out. <laughs> that shit is so funny, man. Because that dude, that never happens. No. And I get it. I get that. Yes, there is some. There are some very, very practical uses for these things. But when you look into maps, I'm not sure if if uh, Chaz, if you've heard of maps, but it's uh, ch- my check ass, out. Just my my ass penetrated severely. Is that what that stands for? <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, 
that could be that's a good one actually um no type in just map psychedelics when you're free when you want to look into it they actually have some cool merch if you you probably actually like but it's a it's a it's a fucking medical you know psychedelic research program and they're very affiliated with like uh this society that i'm obsessed with lately the pilgrim society they get funding through you know law firms and things like that and, and backing through them um but yeah dude it's just when you look into harvard and and all these corrupt organizations that are fascinated with them obviously you can get you can get as paranoid as saying like charles manson and how he was working with psychedelics so much to really do horrible things and so was jim jones there's clearly two sides to it right so but unfortunately with our dishonest media and dishonest everything we can't really get good answers on these things man because i'm sure i'm sure there's got to be practical uses for ssris too there's got to be, but these things are promoted. Know, it's, it's a, it's a chemical compound, you know, it's, I know. it's not natural. And that's the thing we need to, the, any cure is available on this planet. Sure. You don't need to go to that chemical shit that they're, they're putting out there. That's poison. Synthetics. Synthetics. Well, yeah, I was just yeah. finding out. Actually, I was finding out too, that uh, cilantro, like in concentrations is really good for metal detox. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Well, like if you tacos, like, Three times a week, fucking great. Yeah, yeah, and so like that's the thing. Like I'm kind of going on this little, uh, you know, holistic uh, journey, trying to figure out some of this shit as we talked about earlier. Yep. Um. So you know, I'm I'm trying to you know learn about it, but I don't know, man. When once money becomes involved, and I understand you know the capitalist uh, critiques about this, but it becomes more than capitalism at some point. And I think that that's when these things really start fucking with people is when there's kickbacks, dude. I used to, my ex-girlfriend, now this is the last thought I had real quick, but she hurt my ex-girlfriend's dad was one of the best Pfizer reps in the fucking world. And this dude would take out doctors to go eat. You know what I mean? They basically fucking bribe them legally with the backing of the government and, and their massive companies to buy these pills and then they get kickbacks every time they they prescribe a Pfizer yes. drug. Yeah, it's the same sure. model. It's the same model that lobbyists and congressmen have. It's the yep. farm yep. reps and doctors. It's this this weird high business world that yeah. where the money is schmoozing and you know kissing ass and drive, driving beamers. And- it's a leash. You know, yeah, it it ends up being a leash where it it just that's they have you once you take it, you are their possession and and you you no longer become an independent person. You are a puppet. And then they and then you get to pay off your uh, medical school loan, right? Mm, Yeah, over. Yeah, well, that is the other flip side of it, that those doctors, they don't make as much money as people think. And so when you see a rich doctor. You know he's a crooked doctor. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, just look at Fauci. I mean, it's fucking crazy. I, I was gonna ask something too. I don't know if you guys had heard about that um that Ennis Cantor shit. I might be a little late to the party with this, but his shoes that he was wearing. Did you see that? Ennis Cantor from the Celtics? No. No. <laughs> Is this one of those weird predictive programming? No, he's actually Muslim. he's banned from Turkey. Um, he's banned from turkey and they won't play celtics games in china anymore because of these shoes that he wears dude they're fucking great but i think it's another one of those things and i'm sure matt you would have something to say about this where it's like it's just a show but it seems fucking awesome they're like he's wearing like nikes and it has like fake blood all over him and it's like made with slave labor and he's wearing these on the fucking court in the nba dude 
It's wild. That's awesome. <laughs> it's fucking funny. But yeah, so like yeah, he's banned in China and I think he's got a, a death warrant in fucking Turkey too now. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he's from? Shit. They've been trying to get a hold of him for a couple of years now in Turkey. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that's doesn't surprise me. Once because... he's got a basketball in his hand, though, you can't fucking catch him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's one of those things that. where he's got to be careful though, because that's a Chinese based league, and and they're only going to let you push so far before they cut your legs out from under you. Well, that's uh, what I, I think. I, that's what I, I think can is... see him in like a Harlem Globetrotters style, like basketball trick snafu. Behind the back, <laughs> he knocks all the guns out of our hands. And yeah, no, I saw. I, them, I think I saw them back when I was like six or seven years old in Toronto. Yeah, dude. They put the they filled that one basketball with sand so they couldn't dribble it. <laughs> they never lose. Dude. They never lose. No, but it, it's just an interesting, an interesting deal. But I think that they're trying to see like if that movement will get any kind of, uh, you know, if if people will rally behind uh, Ennis Cantor and you could look up his shoes, dude, they're fucking funny. He's got one where he's on there. Well, and Ryan, who's head? There's going to be no steam behind it because I know they got no steam behind the whole stop Asian hate thing. That that was the yeah. quickest movement yeah. ever. That thing died in, in, in before it even started. In really, seconds. Yeah, because all seconds. the Asian hate was coming from black people. That, I was going to say that. You know, I mean, they, they were all all. You watch all these videos, and I, I'm out here on the East Coast, so most of them were happening in New York City, and they were old Chinese ladies getting punched in the face by these big black guys or yeah. by black guys, you know. And it was like, dude, you stop Asian hate, and it was it was aimed at white people, but it wasn't white people doing the shit. That'll destroy the Black Lives Matter movement, so we can't have that. Yeah, dude, nothing will destroy that movement because there's people that follow it in like such a cult like fashion. You know what I mean? I was actually listening to the old uh, white people love it. I know I, the they boomers. Love it. The, the boomers that, are into the well, BLM. Hey, hold movement. on now, as a, a, a younger white person, I don't. I hate the organization. I am okay with the movement because I do. I caveat total anarchist here. Uh, I think the the police are edging into a territory that's a side effect of the military industrial complex. They're getting tanks and shit. Gestapo esque, yeah, that, yeah, and and unfortunately, because of our country's history. And stuff, <clears throat> I do think it statistically affects, you know, probably black people and Mexicans more than it does. I, I know it doesn't affect me very much. I smoke doobies in front of cops all the time. <laughs> well, they don't care and, about that anymore. They don't care about weed. You know what I mean? And one of the well, ones- even back when they did, I, I definitely had an easier go of it than, say, some of my Haitian friends well and you're lucky that yeah. you didn't live in in california when kamala harris was uh attorney general too oh she would have got my ass uh-huh yeah. she so, doesn't see color when it comes to locking up stoner it just has the the score of uh yeah. racial profiles that have been uh put behind bars because of her and right there it is particularly a lot of young black men too so you're right about that but dude just because there's these pieces of shit like kamala harris or kamala however the fuck you say a weird name it doesn't mean that everyone is racist in that thing. And I know you know that. Everyone fucking knows that. That's like saying water. No, no, I know that. You know, I, I, I understand that. But I, I just disagree with the whole system 
I don't even think you should have cops running around at all with guns. You know what I mean? I think uh, if there's yeah. a serious situation, then you call in a SWAT team. And then other than that, having people pulled over for should, collecting extra taxes on just people trying to live their lives and then creating these dangerous situations where you're gunning people down. That shit's Oops. fucked up. We, and I, again, I understand, oh, it's a dangerous job. And well, we need to address that, but we need to be addressing it through that mental health drug issue. And again, not fucking weed, not fucking illegal psychedelics, the weird prescriptions that are causing people to be fucking zombies and monsters out there. I mean, yeah. every single day I walk past them. I, I'm in Gainesville, yep. Florida. They're all over the place. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> my next door neighbor, she just got hauled out of her Is house. I wanted to ask you, Chaz. I wanted to ask you, Chaz. Is that why you called yourself Chaz of the Dead? Because you're like in a Dawn of the Dead movie or not a Living Dead movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it feels like that some mornings. Absolutely. There's a, it's a lot of. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time is Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Yeah. Well, I'm a Shaun of the Dead fan, so I see picture myself. Oh yeah. That's great. Walking through the when yeah. he doesn't notice all the zombies because I, I that's how it would be. I would just think, oh, you know, another day in the neighborhood. <laughs> it would take me a fucking second. <laughs> fucking great. I got Man, to meet George it's... Romero. I got to meet George Romero, and he signed my uh, ultimate collection of Dawn of the Dead. It was awesome. Oh, oh. beautiful. Yeah. That's an That's a nice piece. One day. Yeah, dude. That's fucking dumb. Yeah, man. I don't know. There's no easy answer to that cop bullshit either. You know, that's a that's a, a legitimate debate. But, um, dude, in the in the way our you know our country is very unique when it comes to the to to firearms. So I think that cops do probably need guns if the people are going to have guns. You know, but uh, dude, we we are in a unique mess here in this country. We're in a very unique mess. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. Well, again, anarchists. So I'm not saying the government has the right to tell you whether or not to have guns, but at the same time, disarm the government. <laughs> you know, what I mean? as, my, as a people, I think it's my right to tell them the other way around. Yeah, there's no need for your yeah. local police force to be militarized. Uh, exactly. That's, that's, no. that's just that, you know, because once you... It, and it's not even the fact that they have it. It's the fact that you gave it to them. Now you've put it in their mentality that they can use this on the phone. And then they feel like the cock of the walk, right? Exactly. It just puts well, that mentality that's... in there that, that it's us versus them, that, you know, the, the, the enemies out there. Not that these are the people I'm supposed to protect and serve, which is the intention of yeah. law enforcement. They're law enforcement. Well, it's also way too easy to be a cop. <laughs> like oh yeah go to yeah. school for two months two months in florida that's all it takes and yeah then you're, they give you a badge and a gun you're ready to hit the well street. dude I'll, t yeah. I'll tell you right now too i'm a better fucking shot with a pistol than most cops are and i know i probably have more like safety with guns than cops do too and that's not right that should not be the case you how know about I mean? this one yeah, ryan right we, we, we were in high school and we were out at baseball practice and there's this goddamn woodchuck that is just running in circles and we're like oh <laughs> shit dude it's a rabid woodchuck and you're like <laughs> so we call we called the cops you know and we're like hey you got to call animal control or whatever and have somebody come take care of this thing so the cops came out fired at this thing they this missed girl, dude she she unloaded her whole clip 
and barely hit the thing. It was still spinning, had to go to a second clip before she put it away. And I'm Holy like, this shit. is amazing. That's yeah, just- dude. If you can't if you can't fucking hit it within the first three shots of your first mag, you are fucking. I mean, I, I, I mean, oh, she should know on, too that knows? she needs. Maybe she has to use all of her bullets by the end of the month or they don't give her new bullets. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't need new bullets. There's a bullet quota. Right now, you don't... side of that story. No, you don't need new bullets. Your bullets last for freaking ever. That See, that's that's what's interesting, too, is like she she was probably farther away than she should have been with a pistol. Pistols aren't accurate for more than 30 yards. Oh, no, Ryan, she was standing right over the thing. Was she like, really? Oh, yeah. We're talking less than two feet from it. Like she could have shot her foot. She could have kicked it while she was shooting it. Yeah. You know, like she could have punted it out, you know, like punted it up in the air and then popped it off. But yeah, no, she just kept firing into the ground and missing and, or she'd hit it in like the leg and it would kind of spin to the side. And yeah, are we going to say was... the obvious thing? I mean, she was a female. I mean, I don't, I don't want to uh, be that guy, but you know, Ryan, I don't know. Thinking about, <clears throat> Uh, talking about uh, shooting animals, Ryan, have you heard anything more about the uh, monkeys, the macaques? No, you know, so Ghost was telling me that his wife said that uh, the monk, oh, that God. the fourth. Let's talk about your cock. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <Whoa. laughs> I had to get it out. <laughs> Smoke another joint, Jess. I don't want to hear about that cock shit. Dude, it's all good. <laughs> I, hey if you're gonna talk to me like that i want to talk about my asshole not my cock okay <laughs> um, no so uh no, that's funny dude um from what ghost's wife said they caught the fourth monkey the next day but i didn't see any articles about that and neither did ghost and i don't think she did either now i'm not calling his wife a liar i just don't know you know he didn't he didn't send me an article about it i didn't see an article we could probably try and see but the you the thing that was you think they just wanted that story to go away, Ryan? I think so, dude. Yeah. You know, it's fucking fascinating to yeah, me. But you, you know, know what? what? I mean? Ryan, get this, guys. Okay. The zombie apocalypse in Night of the Living Dead from George Romero fucking started in rural Pennsylvania. No, it didn't. Are you fucking it did, kidding? dude? I'm telling you. Don't tell me. If you watch Night of the Living Dead, I fucking told them. Uh, if you watch Night of the Living Dead, it takes place in rural Pennsylvania. But the uh, the actual zombie apocalypse started in that movie uh, from a crashed satellite that came back from Venus. So that's got female energy there. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder what that means. And there's a lot I of mean, Venus symbolism in Washington, D.C. It's not really elaborated. Huh. They just say in a news blurb in the original Night of the Living Dead that there's a crash satellite in Venus and maybe that's why it's happening. You know, they don't really elaborate on it, but that's, that's what the fans of the movie say where the whole thing started. It was a well, crash satellite. Time, Venus was, was very popular in the, the that was late sixties science fiction realm, but also the real paranormal realm. That's right around when you had um, Woody Derringen, Derenberg. Um, he, talked with Indrid Cole, the famous contact e alien dude involved with the Mothman cases. Right, of. yeah, Indrid Cole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was from Venus. So that was all kind of the, you know, the nomenclature around the, the time was Venus was, was, a, was a pop in place. 
wasn't Valiant Thor from Venus too, or was he from somewhere else? I think he was. Um, I'm pretty sure he was. If we're Most, gonna believe there was a couple story. other from from Venus. Um, I think um, this is a Corey Good topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a, if you want an interesting perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's it's interesting though the monkey the monkey deal, and I don't know, Matt. Do you think that do you think that it was just that they want the story to be gone? Is that what you think, or do you think that they're do you think that I'm being uh, you know, overly conspiratorial with it or do paranoid? You think- no, I I think you know you start looking at it, and the fact that they were being they were what they were CDC monkeys, right? That's who that's supposedly they were supposedly going. They were in, like you said, they were being hot shotted to the cdc which is real shady and then you have this accident and they're like oh shit and it makes the news and it see you know the last thing they want is this thing to, to linger on because then more questions are going to come not only about why the monkeys are going from one place to another what are you doing with them why do we have to fear them i think it's I fascinating oh yeah go uh, ahead dude. one uh, i don't know if you guys are familiar with the the origins of Lyme disease but yeah. it started right around um, what's that island called it's in the middle of a river but it was a, a infectious disease lab Plum Island Plum Island out by Long Plum Island, Island. Yeah. exactly um, and Plum Island seems to be this this genesis of Lyme disease very well seems several like other diseases too Lyme. right um, yeah there, there's a, a couple other theories there but Lyme disease there's some solid evidence like there's it's one you can say pretty sure like the Wuhan lab you you, you know maybe not 100% but like in the 90s definitely it it probably came from there Um, uh, so Lyme disease is is another one of those weird ones um, that probably US based so it's an interesting thing the other one is uh, I recently read a book about this woman and her theory on uh, the J it's loosely tied to the JFK assassination. And it's about how this scientist was murdered who had a bunch of monkeys in her lab um, and it involved the polio vaccine. And supposedly they have this secret polio lab in that's Dr. Mary's monkeys, right? Dr. Mary's monkeys. Yes. yes. Thank you very much. I was That's trying AIDS to and shit too. Yeah. A couple years. Um, but yeah, Oswald supposedly worked at this this lab um and before he was involved. So it kind of shows that he was in these dark projects. Yeah, it's a, a very interesting kind of connection. Again, I don't know, a couple of escaped monkeys. Uh, to your point, Chaz, there, you know, the idea of Lyme disease being kind of similar to the like the theory of where it started and how it started being similar to, to COVID and Wuhan and all that shit. Uh, there's this lady named Karma Newberry, and she's very interesting. She uh, she has Lyme disease and she's had it for a while. And she has like 10,000 pages of military and government documents proving that Lyme disease came out of Plum Island and, and they were testing it when they were doing the nuclear tests in like uh what was it nevada or new mexico or wherever they were they they had little like they were dirty bomb type technology that they were testing too and all that shit was spreading and and similar to like the mycoplasmas that i've talked about with matt's favorite word brucella 
Brucellosis. Um, you know, Lyme is the same same concept where it's a it's a zoonosis. It's a mycoplasma. It's a cell without a wall, and it makes it very difficult to detect that you're infected. And it can infect affect me with heart disease. It can affect Matt with high blood pressure, Davy with Crohn's, and and uh, you know Chaz with diabetes. You know, the same thing can affect each one of us with something different. I just picked something random, Chaz. Don't get offended. I uh, roasted my ass. <laughs> I, 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 Chaz is now I sponsored by Wolfgang Brimley and diabetes. Because <laughs> no, Matt doesn't have high blood pressure. So I, the only one that I knew was Crohn's. That was me. Yeah. I got that <laughs> fucking good old diarrhea every day. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, that's the thing. Like these things can affect different people in different ways. So. Yeah, some people get constipation. Mine's the opposite. Nice. I piss out of my ass. It sucks. Uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, they're called Dead Z. Okay, this is... I want to look more into this, but... <clears throat> excuse me. The singer of the band is the son of Cher and uh, Greg Allman. Nice. From the Allman Brothers? Yes. And yeah, he... The company. <laughs> the, band, the band actually... Uh, 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 d- split up and broke up because uh, the singer, his name is Elijah Blue Allman, but he has Lyme disease and it affected him. It affected him so greatly that he had to quit the band, and the mm-hmm. band broke up. It's a pretty Crazy. brutal thing, from what I understand, too. And yeah, she's was- a weird fucking character, too, dude. She used to babysit the lead singer of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and shit. She's weird. Oh wish. shit! And uh, Anthony Kiedis was into porn before he started uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. Nice, dude. Have you looked into Have you looked into the deep fakes with these politicians? Greta Thunberg supposedly has a deep fake now, and she just turned eighteen. Someone did a deep fake porn with Greta Thunberg. Oh shit! Yeah, that's just where you paste her face on the thing, though. I know, yeah, but it looks but real, though, right? The deep fakes look real, though. Right? They look very real. There's one with Condoleezza Rice. There's one with all know. kinds they, of. I've seen a couple. They look pretty uncanny. Valley. They should. They should do one with uh, Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> they should. I'm yeah. sure it's out there, my friend. Probably. <laughs> You're like part of that. Well, I like that Pornhub meme where it's like interracial couple fuck entire nation and it's just a picture of Biden and Kamala Harris standing there. <laughs> but yeah, dude, just crazy, crazy. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I'm more into trannies than, than uh, celebrity porn. <laughs> On that note, we're going to wrap up this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we, we, well, last time it was... You, uh, Jen was bottling farts, so now oh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna Who? go out like this. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, Jen was bottling farts from Remember legit. She's gonna sell her farts. Yeah, I heard that. She's that was hilarious. And sell them. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we're coming out with the outside the box business opportunities, and Davey's got his now. So we need the to tranny, think. the tranny thing. Yeah, yeah, trannies are his <laughs> thing. Here we go. <laughs> Put on that lipstick, Buffalo Bill. We're ready to rock. You know? It puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah. Okay? Uh, Davey, why don't you uh, tell the people where they can find your stuff? Uh, you can find me at Red Pill Cartel Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you'll get the, the link in my bio for my show for all the platforms. Uh, I can't read them off right now because 
I'm retarded, but, uh, you know, just click the link in my bio and you'll find my show. It's, it's easy, you know? There you go. And if you want to get on my show, then email me or hit me up in the DMs. That's it. There you go. Ryan. Yeah, man. My friends. Dangerous World Podcast. I'm here every Monday. So, uh, you know, you know where to find me. If they don't know by now. I mean, geez. Yeah, I'm sure you get new listeners every every episode, though. You know, that's usually how these things go. So, uh, yeah, dude, I, I mean. Look for me. You can find me. And uh, and dude, I, I actually do own Chaz's book. He plugged that kind of subtly earlier, but I caught it. And uh, it's a I good, caught it. Yeah, it's a very interesting little thing. I haven't gotten through it. I've only read a couple chapters because usually I'm only reading when I'm researching, but it's phenomenally done. Like not even joking. It's it's a really, really well done book. Deep dives into these really interesting theories that you got, dude. And uh, from what I understand, it's a lot of work to get a book out. So props to you for that, dude, for sure. I hope there's another one coming. Well, I hope there's another book coming soon too, man. Because like once you start, I feel like you got to write more fucking books, dude. You know what I mean? Just like a podcast, dude. I'm working on something right now. I got a little something, something in the works. Cool. Um, Yeah, it's a weird story. A little more local. I had a couple international projects that have to be put on uh, pause because, because you know, shit's weird out there these days. Traveling's a little weird these days. Definitely. Um, but uh, while that's on pause, I, I picked up a, a more local case and um, found some interesting connections and done some shit no one else really, really figured out before. So I'm glad to bring uh, some history back to life. Um, but for all my research and that kind of stuff, you can find me at chazofthedead.com. Um, I'm also releasing research dossiers on some of those unfinished uh, international projects. That's on my Patreon at patreon.com slash Chaz of the Dead. Um, weird videos. We're doing Russian poltergeists this month. Um, there's a weird video up there now. As like a Dude, what? Um, oh, yeah. That sounds got, fucking awesome. Join the Patreon right now. I just put up this video of a supposed Russian poltergeist from 1999. Super strange footage. Uh... That's all Did I can you, say about it. It's me in, man. Up for interpretation. <laughs> Have uh, you, you seen... can find links to that and to my book and to all my podcast appearance and stuff at chazofthedead.com. And I'm at Chaz of the Dead on all the social media stuff. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Sorry to step on your plugs, chat. I was going to ask yeah. you, had you seen the... Uh, had you seen the fucking... It was from the 80s, I think, or the 70s. I'm trying to find I, I actually marked the uh, the page. Oh, it's the alien message to humans. Uh, it was on a TV show like back oh, in. Yeah, the... dude, it was like on a commercial break. No, it was it was on Saturday, 26th of November, 1977. Yeah, it, was the, it was the um, intergalactic fucking whatever, right? I, I don't know. Andrew Garner. Uh, I don't know if you'd heard of this. Chaz. It's not ringing any bells. It's pretty cool. I, I can yeah. send you the link. It's just kind of a fun thing. I don't know how legit it is, but this was back before. Like it was super easy to fake this shit. So kind of cool. Yeah, it's like the deep voice that came out on the broadcast, right? Like yeah. they live. Yeah, dude, yeah. it was fucking creepy to watch. Yeah. But huh. but yeah, man, just really really cool stuff. But yeah, Matt's. Uh, I know you're you're next up, dude. 
Oh, yeah. You can find all my stuff, Great Deception, whether it's uh, Instagram, Great Deception Podcast on Apple, Spotify, all, all the others. Uh, been putting some videos up on YouTube, so you can go check it out there. Same. Uh, and that's about it. That's all I got. Gentlemen, thank you very much uh, for joining, as Dude, always. It was, a, it was a pleasure to be on my favorite weekly show. The Monday night is its the best night of the week, man, when I get to talk with you guys. So uh, thank you again, and uh, everyone have a good night. Stay strong and quick. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people, for I have complete confidence and the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, 
An error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon decreed a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent.